word that is coming the the instruction that is uh, about to begin. Father, we thank you, God, that you are you are the potter and the and the and the clay, and we're the clay. Father, you are molding us, you are making us, and you are designing us and using us for your glory. And Jesus, His precious name. Somebody say Amen, Amen, and Amen. Amen. I'm excited, man. I'm so excited about where God has us in this season. Um, and I I want to thank and give God praise for the gifts in the form of Pastor Jeremiah Sumter and Pastor Claudine. Uh, the last four days of teaching, five days of teaching have been awesome. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I've been so motivated um, listening to them, to listening to them teaching this last week. Um, and so I get so excited when I hear uh, their word and I was up late last night uh, working and doing some stuff and planning and writing um, after listening to uh, last night's message again. I was in a barbershop yesterday and it was pretty loud. And so when I got home, on my way home, I began to listen to it again. Um, and I was I was motivated and excited about what God is doing for us in this season. And so we are about to give you more of the same. Amen. Come on, type in the chat more of the same. This is day six of our 10-day fast, and we are focusing today on dedicating the work to God. Uh, we looked at our, our scripture of focus was Proverbs 16 and 3. 16 and 3. And so we were looking at dedicating the work to God. And so if I'm not looking directly at you, I'm looking at my notes over here. So please bear with me. So dedicating our work to God. Uh, let's go to, uh, I'm going to read from verses 1 to 3, Proverbs 16, verses 1 to 3. Here begins the reading of God's holy word. Thy preparations of the heart in man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord weigheth the spirits. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. And thy thoughts shall be established. I'm going to read this in uh, New King James Version. It says, the plans of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirit. Commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established so far in the scripture. I believe that in order for us to <clears throat> get an understanding of the scripture uh, where we can apply it, because this is a very applicable scripture, uh, where we can apply it, we need to understand better three key words in these passages or in the scripture verse. And those three words are commit, works, and thoughts. Commit works and thoughts. And so let's start off with commit. I'm going to define commit. It says commit is to carry out or perpetrate a mistake, crime, or immoral act. The second definition, which was which is the one that we're concentrating on, is to is to pledge or bind a person or an organization to a certain course or policy. 
we see the word commit quite a few times in scripture, but I want to highlight two scriptures where we see the word commit. In Psalm 37 and 5, it says, commit your way to the Lord, semicolon, trust in him, and he will act. Commit your way to the Lord, semicolon, trust in him, and he will act. 37, Psalms 37 and 5. Now, uh, I know y'all 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 kind of understand. You know when I when I say the semicolon and I don't just put a pause in a sentence. There's a reason why I'm saying semicolon. The semicolon is a punctuation used to add a related point to an already complete statement without ending the statement. It is a building block, and we see it here. Commit your way to the Lord. Semicolon. Trust in Him. So there's a building block there. The, 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 the foundation is commit to the Lord. The building block is trust in him. So here we have two actions that relate to one thing, but they are completely separate. So this tells me, this verse says to me, that, if the, if, that there's a possible way for me to commit to God, but not trust. This is this the semicolon tells me that committing to God is one thing and trusting in God is something else that's added on to committing. So that tells me that there's the, the, it's possible for me to commit and not trust. The worst thing is to be committed or binded to a person, place, or thing that you do not trust. When you have been binded or committed to a thing you cannot trust that thing becomes a point of apprehension and concern. So what happens is you begin to exert energy into investigating and doing all kinds of things that steal your peace and joy rather than exerting the energy into something positive and productive. When you commit to something that you do not trust or when you commit to a thing or a person that you do not trust, you now become distracted by that thing that you do not trust. You end up being distracted by the thing that you are committed to, but you do not trust. But do we have an example and what it looks like to commit to something and trust? Yes, we do. The second verse, Luke 23 and 46. I want you to understand that when you commit to something and you don't trust it, it can take away so much peace and joy from you. When you commit to something and you don't trust it, it becomes a distraction and all the, all, the, all the extra time, all the downtime that you would use to put towards your vision, towards your business, pl business plan, towards uh, pouring into yourself or pouring into that thing that you trust, you now start using energy to look at it in a negative life. You become, in a negative light, you now become a uh, 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 bitter towards that thing that you can't trust. You become... You become distracted by that thing that you can't trust. You become angry towards that thing that you can't trust. And so when you commit to something that you cannot trust, it, ta it, it takes a good energy and completely turns it bad. Luke 23, 46, very popular scripture. You hear it every good Friday. And it says, then Jesus calling out with a loud voice said, Father, into your hands, I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last breath. So committing is not just an act of binding, but it has to be an act of trust. 
Committing is not just an act of binding, but it has to be an act of trust. Jesus trusted in the Father, and he trusted the Father's process to the point that he said, I'm going to allow myself to die in order for this thing and this process to be completely fulfilled. So commit and trust. It doesn't make sense for you to commit if to commit to God if you aren't going to trust him. It doesn't make sense for you to take your work and commit your work to God if you aren't going to trust God in the process of that work that you have committed to him. So let's define work. Work is defined as activity involving mental or physical effort done in order to achieve a purpose or result. A task or tasks to be undertaken, something in person or thing has to do. Your work isn't just what you do. Your work is how you do. Your work isn't just what you do, but your work is how you do it. People are defined, people are identified by their work. So what you do and how you do it speaks louder than your personality when you are dealing with someone who does not know you personally. So if you're an admin and you and, 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 and if you're an admin for a living and, and you you run an office, people come in and who know you at work and don't have a personal relationship with you, they look at you and they be like, oh, that's the admin. You're identified as being the admin. You're identified as the person who can set, set me calendar appointments, the person who can uh, uh, relay a message to a boss or or, or to a leader, you, 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 you're looked at as the person who has, who is the gatekeeper uh, for the time of the leader, for the time of the person uh, that you are kind of securing. You're like, you're like the adjutant, uh, uh, making sure that this person who is the leader or whoever you're at, at administrating for stays on track. Uh, they're not distracted. Uh, they, 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 they're sticking to their calendar. They have the right amount of appointments, they're not getting overwhelmed, but at the same time, they're getting work done. So you become identified by what you do. And so because your work identifies you, people tend to label you based on your work. People tend to label you based on your position. They'll come in and they'll talk to you and they'll be like, they'll tell a friend, oh, that's the admin. Sometimes you don't even have a name. You're just the admin. Sometimes you don't, you don't have a name. You're just, oh, that's the teacher. That's Miss or Mr. Oh, you, you're, you're the print. That's the principal. Oh, that's the secretary. Oh, that's the barber. Oh, that's the hairstylist. That's the hairdresser. Like, oh, who, so who's that person? Oh, that's that's such and such. Oh, she, oh, that's that's Claudine. She's the paint lady. You are identified by the work that you do. But your work is synonymous with who you are to people who don't know you personally. 
when I have a personal relationship with somebody, my work doesn't dictate to them who I am. When I have a personal relationship with God, my work doesn't dictate to God who I am. My kids don't see me as dad, the manager at work. My kids don't see me as dad, the father, excuse me, the barber. My wife doesn't see, see me as babe or Chris, the guy that works for CE. My wife doesn't see me as uh, Chris or babe, uh, the barber or the pastor. Because I have a personal relationship with my wife and my kids, they see me for who I am and what I am to them. So my work to people who don't know me is synonymous with who I am. So let's define thoughts. An idea or opinion produced by thinking or occurring suddenly in the mind the action or process of thinking. When you change the, 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 the version from King James, uh, we see the word thoughts is replaced by plans. And I think that it's important that we look at plan. Plan is defined as a detailed proposal for doing or achieving something. A detailed proposal for doing or achieving something an intention or decision about what one is going to do. The third definition says a detailed map or diagram. You cannot establish a plan without a thought process. The plan is the thought process. And sometimes that plan is, is a direct blueprint that you have received prophetically from God. Plans don't just happen without thinking. Plans don't just drop out of thin air. Sometimes God speaks and you begin to write and as you're writing and God is speaking, you realize that you have a plan because God has given you directives and you, you're writing down these directives. So I've got to do this. I got to do God said, does this, do this. God said, do that. God said, do this. God said, do that. And before you know, you have a detailed plan. If you have an idea or if you are an expert in the field in which you are dealing with, you don't necessarily need to have a, a direct download from God in order to create a plan. Some of you are so good at what you do that you can say, okay, I'm going to sit down. I know I have these four things that I need to concentrate and work on. I'm going to plan this out, and then I'm going to execute on what I have planned out. And in that, in that planning, you are thinking through what you're writing. You are thinking through the, 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 the thing that you are going to execute. You are thinking through it before you go to execute. So you are you are taking your thought process, 
You're putting it on paper. And now that it's on paper, it now has become a plan. But here's the secret. I'm going to read to you Proverbs in the NLT, Proverbs 16 and 3 in the, LN, in the NLT. It says, commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Commit your actions unto the Lord and your plans will succeed. Commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Let me give you a, a, a huge secret. Give me a huge secret. God doesn't need your plan to be perfect. Your plan doesn't have to be spot on. Your plan doesn't even have to be a download from God. As long as you have a plan, you have committed your work to God would cause your plan to succeed. To understand this, your plan doesn't have to be perfect. God doesn't. God doesn't need a perfect plan in order for your plan to succeed. God doesn't need. God doesn't. You don't need God to give you a download of a plan in order for it to be successful. You can sit down and write and plan and plan this. This take this thought, thought process, put it on paper, make it a plan. The only way it is going to be successful is if you commit your work to God. Scripture says, commit your actions to the Lord, commit your work to God, and your plans will succeed. It doesn't say commit your actions to the Lord and God's plans will succeed. It says your plans, which means God will take your plan, even if it's minuscule, even if it isn't the best, and make it successful because you have committed and trusted your work into his hands. Commit with trust. And watch God take your plan. Watch God take your inexperienced plan. Watch God take your imperfect plan and make it succeed. You don't need it to be perfect. You don't need it, you don't even need God to give it. All you have to do is think, make a plan, and submit, commit, and trust God for your work and watch God make your plan successful. I'm telling you, family life, we are in a season where we cannot fail. If you are committing and you are trusting God wholeheartedly, God will take every little thing that you have committed to him and make it succeed. Commitment, trust, succeed. God is going to take your plan and make it successful when you commit to him and you trust him, but when you trust God, when you commit it, when you commit it to God, you got to let it go. When you commit it to God, you got to understand. You got you. You have to understand that the the, the and you you have to trust God with the entire thing. And so you can't keep going back and checking on it. You can't be well, God. I'm not sure if you heard me with this. Uh, uh God, I, I'm just trying to follow up with you on this. No, 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 no. You gave it to God. Now go work. Go plan and watch God make your plan successful. This is a season where you can't fail, family life. Plan. Commit the plan. Commit the work and watch God execute the rest.
Father, we thank you, God, now for your time. We thank you, God, now for your word. We thank you, God, now for the understanding, God, that when we commit to you and we trust you, God, that you're going to take control of everything else, God, that when we when we commit to you, Father, and we trust you, God, that you are going to make our plan successful, God. We thank you, God, for the season of success, Father. We thank you, God, for the season of commitment, Father. We thank you, God, for our season of trusting in you, God, Father. For when we trust in you, Father, you are making our plans successful, Father. Make our plans successful in the season, God. Cause us to never be able to fail, God, as long as we put our trust and we put our work in you, God. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Father, we thank you, God, now that we are committing our lives. We are committing our work. We are committing who we are and what we do to you, God. And we are trusting that you are going to make our plans successful. In the name of Jesus, Father, we honor you. We thank you. We give you praise and we love you, and we will never fail to give you the glory and the honor that only you deserve and that only you can get. In Jesus' precious name, come on. Somebody shout amen if you are excited. Amen. Excited, amen. Trust amen. God in this work. Amen. 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 Glory. Let me give you let me give you some information tomorrow morning. We will not have prayer tomorrow morning, so you do not have to wake up super early to be home for six o'clock. Amen. 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 Uh, we will we will have uh, our regular ten o'clock service um, tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow's teaching and instruction will be embedded into our Sunday service. So tomorrow evening at seven p.m. we will not be online to pray, and we will not be online for instruction. So the only time you should still be praying on your own. The only time that we will be together to get instruction tomorrow is during the preach word. Amen. Amen. And then on Monday, we will be back online at 6 a.m. to pick up on day eight for our prayer, our scripture points, back on at 12 noon, and then 7 p.m. for instruction. Amen? Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Have yes. a great, great evening. See you tomorrow in service, bright and early at 10 a.m. See you in the worship. Thank Amen. you. God bless you. Amen. Thank you. This Thank you, Bless. Great word. Great word. Amen. Yes, it was.